So I'm in the same demographic as you now that I never used to be. Okay. I am. How so? I am a uh, temporary dog mom. You're a temporary dog mom. I'm a temporary dog mom. We um. Tell me more. Yeah, we signed up to join this foster program, and we had an. You know, I had an interview on a week ago on a Friday, and by Monday they were like, "Hey, we had an emergency drop off. Can you take him?" And I was like, "Shit, okay." And they're like, "Have you familiarized yourself with the green packet?" And I was like, "What green packet?" <laughs> <laughs> I have been yes. in your system for <laughs> less than three full days. <laughs> so the green apparently the green packet comes with the dog, so there's no way I'd be familiarized with it. <laughs> okay. But he's a dick. <laughs> and the dog's a dick. Yep. He's a dick. He's a mean dick, but we're working on it. You know, he sometimes mean dicks just need a little bit of whipping. Whipping up in place. He needs a lot of bit of whipping. And- Force your dominance, not real whipping people, emotional whipping. And I think it's so cute that (laughs) I think it's so cute that Moose has two moms. Yeah, Moose does have two moms. (laughs) Yeah, he is. He's funny. He's a golden or a golden doodle. Um, and he when he came, he was like really shaggy and honestly like cute. But he had like mats, and so he had to get shaved. And so the next day we took him yeah. in to get shaved. And I swear he lost twenty pounds of fur. It was just wild. Now he's a naked boy. boy. Now he's a naked boy. A big lanky naked boy. Well, that's a fun adventure, Bob. In this quarantine, it's definitely an adventure. Welcome back to Hype Queen's podcast, where we share our stories, motivate ourselves and others, and build a community of Hype Queens that support each other all day, every day. That's Erica. That's Bob. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Um, just a reminder, these are all of our original thoughts and not representative of any entity or company we may be working with. Girl. Word. Girl, girl, girl. I officially canceled my trip to Miami next month. Girl, girl, girl. That sucks. I'm sorry. Damn COVID. I have canceled. Well, we missed Costa Rica. I canceled probably three trips since COVID pandemic, which is like really sucky. And for a while, like today, I've been trying to avoid looking at all the beautiful places or the beautiful photos of all the beautiful places I've been Mm -hmm. in my life because I've gone to like a lot of really cool places. And I don't know about you, but I like sometimes creep on my own Instagram just to like watch the glow up through the timeline. 
And I was like, oh, my God, I've been to Guatemala and El Salvador. Although I went to Guatemala and I didn't have uh, Instagram, but I still thought about it. And I met all these cool people. And I went to Canada, like British Columbia. I went to Europe. And I was like, you know what? F it. I'm looking at my pictures mm-hmm. today. I was like, I'm going to clean up my pictures of all like on my camera roll and just look at those beautiful mountains and just remember those memories and let it all flood in because I want to travel. Yes. Like, gosh. I, you know, it's so funny because like, I'm, I'm not mad that these trips are canceling. I'm obviously like disappointed, but yeah, this whole situation of just staying home and whatnot, like I knew I always valued traveling and adventuring and going out, but I'm realizing that I really, really do value that. And also, sorry, everybody, if you can hear my dog barking in the background, I now understand the struggle. <laughs> studio dog number two. Now, we have a long way to go with studio dog number two. <laughs> That's okay. Anyway, so I think... I feel like everybody, I don't know about you, but a lot of people on Earth Day this year shared pictures of like old travel pictures Mm -hmm. of all these beautiful places. And so instead, I'm going to shift my mindset and to help cope with the non, with the travel ban, essentially, that Mm -hmm. is the COVID-19 pandemic that we're living through right now. (laughs) I'm going to share... We are going to share some some stories of travel horror moments that make us not want to travel oh, right now. Instead of looking at our, our our favorite travel moments that make us want to travel even more when we can't. Right. I think it's appropriate. Plus, they're funny stories. And, and, and they're most are funny. Yeah. <laughs> most are. Funny. I was like, you go first, Bob. On this. Yeah, when I was, like, brainstorming on this, I was talking to my roommate, and I was like, you know, I don't really have any, you know, really bad travel stories. And she goes, well, what about this? And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess that's probably one. And then she's like, well, what about that other time? And I was like, oh, I guess that's uh-huh. one. And she goes, well, what about this? And I'm like, fuck, did I just, like, black all these out? <laughs> that's funny. I'm like, low-key, none of them are horrible, but um, some are just, like, you look Usually... like, wow. Right. When I look back, well, okay, when I'm living through the horror moment, I'm like, I'm very much just kind of in general about a lot of things in life. I'm like, I have my problem solving lenses on. Like, it's not that bad. It's really not that bad. Because if you start, if you let yourself get frustrated over the issue that you're facing, especially with travel, it like will overcome you and it'll be like way, way, way worse. And so usually when I'm in the moment, when I'm like, running sprinting through chicago o'hare to try to make my connection to f in milwaukee the worst. i'm like Never, okay if you go into milwaukee just end at chicago like for i know so i'm like okay it's not that bad it's not that bad We're, it's all gonna be okay but then looking back i'm like wow that was whack <laughs> yeah yeah i think about <laughs> this time when me and two of my really close friends and their mom we went to um ireland and scotland and on our way, oh shit, were we coming home? Yeah. Well, on our way there, first of all, my friend screwed up on accident. So 
it's I'm sorry if it's confusing, but it's my friend, her older sister, which is also my very close friend, and then their mom. So okay. when my 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 best friend, when she was making the reservations, put her sister's name under her maiden name because she just recently got married. And you know that's hard to remember okay. sometimes. Yeah. So she put her sister's plane ticket name under her maiden name, which is, you know, legally incorrect now because she's gone through, you know, the all the um the documents and didn't realize it until a day before. <laughs> oh geez. And so called the airline and they were like, well, there's nothing we can do about it. She can't go. Oh, geez. And we were like, no way. And then somebody else on the the airline was like, well, you just have to go to the airport to figure it out. Like, we can't help (gasps) you over the phone. But that's also sketchy. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, because at that point, we're like, all right, are we going to go without her? Are we going to have to buy another plane ticket? Also, she, we were flying out of Chicago and she lives in very western Iowa so she already had a flight from like Sioux City to Milwaukee and was already here and so we go to Chicago and we drove to Chicago um so from okay. where we live that's like yeah, about an hour and a half um uh-huh. and we get there we go up to the counter and her mom has this huge folder and it has her birth certificate and her marriage license and her taxes from the last like 15 years. Oh, thank God. <laughs> all of this She's prepared. Right? Like all this. Yeah. And somehow they had all of this like identity information just on file at home, I guess. It's just this girl doesn't live at home and hasn't for a very long time. But like, thank God they did. And they, the people at the airport gave up a real big stink. And then. Finally, they were like, well, um, you can just go, uh, but you might not be able to get back into the country. And we're like, well, that's not what we want to do. Oh, <laughs> my God. It was just, like, stressful, and everybody in the group was obviously stressed out and, like, touchy because everybody's pissed. Um, but long story short, we made it there and back. Um, okay, good. I forget if it was our flight. It had to have been our flight home, I think, from that trip. But um, normally when you fly international, most airports you go through customs in the the country after you land. Um, mm-hmm. But there are a few global checkpoints, uh, airports, where you go through customs before you get on your plane. So then you don't go through customs okay. when you land. Um, and Dublin is one of them, and we didn't know that, and we already were running late from one of these other girls losing their passport, like, four times on this trip. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, okay. And, and so we're running late, and we're like, it's okay, it's okay, and you know, customs is not a fast process. No. And we get there, and they're like, oh, you gotta go through customs first, and we we're like, well, we're fucked, there's no way we're gonna make this flight, and that was the first and only time I fucking ran I like I couldn't even keep up with the fitter ones of the group. It was like the two girls, me and then mom was like way behind me, and me and mom were just like, "Go, if we don't get on it, fuck it." Like we're trying, but oh my god. Oh, it was crazy. I get on this plane, and we like it was like a buzzer beater. Like they were saying our name. Like I'm pretty sure they were saying our names over the the speakers, 
and I sit down in this seat and I'm just like huffing and puffing and sweaty and I was like oh I'm gonna chafe on this whole airplane ride now and everything is just ass <laughs> that is so funny it no, was a I... good ass trip but just stressful <sighs> airport times <laughs> stressful airport times I'm trying to think of like, so I don't know what's worse for me, trying to sprint through an airport to make a connection or literally getting delayed 12 hours. I have stories about both. So I'm going to start with the freshest in my mind, which happened in February of this year, February of 2020. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, me and like one of my best friends, we both still work in the, in the agriculture industry and we were traveling out to California for a big farm show. And we, I like convinced her. So she lives on the Western side of the state and I convinced her to come all the way to Milwaukee, which is like a three hour drive for her and get on an airplane with me. at I think it was like seven thirty in the morning, something like that. in the morning and so she was up at like 1 a.m like I don't even know how she got any sleep that night so she drove across the state I drove from my hometown which is like an hour to the airport Mm -hmm. and like I got I like to kind of travel dressing cute so like I got up early enough to travel dressing cute looking cute whatever you never know when you're gonna meet somebody um scheduled to get a snowstorm that day but our flight was supposed to leave before the snow really set in in the Midwest, so oh, we were supposed to like miss it all together. from this story. Okay. Yes, and so we were supposed to get out of Milwaukee, go to Denver, have a layover in Denver, and then go into Fresno, California, which is honestly like a smaller airport than Madison, Wisconsin, and it's like the only airport in the valley. Um, of California, like the next biggest airport is. Sacramento but like I'm not gonna or Bakersfield I feel like there's one in Bakersfield but it's minimal flights there so we were like okay this is gonna be a good plan get out get out to the west coast within the matter of you know before noon so we can help set up our boots well we get on the plane the snow starts falling but it's not bad enough yet to like it cause an issue we are on the runway and we, our plane was going at almost max speed to get lifted off. Oh, my God. And all of a sudden, it starts slowing down. And I, was, I immediately texted my friend, and I was like, I was like, what the absolute fuck? <laughs> That's like kind of scary. <laughs> because when you're, like, I would have assumed something was wrong. It, well, yeah. I mean, so we were going super fast, and you start slowing down on the runway. They started taking you back to the gate. That's never, ever, ever a good oh sign. Okay, just like you know, that's not a good sign. So apparently, something was busted on this airplane, and one of these emergency like warning lights would not go off. Dude, and it was bad that enough they that they had to. <laughs> I know, and so we get back to the gate. We all come off the plane. And they're like, you know, just just stand by. It'll only be like an hour delay. And yeah, as soon as you see all the luggage coming off of the airplane and the whole crew coming off of the airplane, you're, you kind of know that you're pretty much screwed. Yeah. 
So not only, so basically all in all, I sat, I mean, my friend was ready to go home. She was like, I'm not going, I'm going to leave tomorrow. I can't get out of here. And I was like, no, you're staying with me. So all of the customer service stuff that I had to do, I did for the both of us because she was like, I was like, you are not going to leave me. Right. So, um, we ended up, um, and I was kind of sick going onto the airplane too. So that's kind of like a important part of the story. So we, I had to like change my rental car, uh, reservation. I was supposed to fly into Fresno. We got it. Like finally, after working with customer service for a few hours, we got a flight out 12 hours after we were supposed to leave in the morning. So we didn't leave. We we're supposed to leave like 6:30 in the morning. We got out at 6:30 at night. So we hung out in the Milwaukee airport all day. And I flirted with the customer service person just enough to get us a decent flight seat on our first flight of the, of the double flight out to California deal. So what happened was we flew instead of flying from Milwaukee to Denver, Denver to Fresno, we flew from Milwaukee to Houston, Texas, Mm. and then Houston to Los Angeles. Okay. Okay. And so then I ended up changing my rental car to Los Angeles from Fresno and we didn't get into LA until about one, twelve thirty or one in the morning. Oh my and I mean, we were supposed to be there in Fresno or yeah, in Fresno in Visalia Tulare area, which is in the Valley of California by noon. Like we were literally 12 hours behind schedule. And so we got, we got the rental car and we, I got the rental car and we decided to drive to the Northern part of Los Angeles. The night of the Oscars, I was so tempted Whoa, after the day I had. Wow. I was like, I'm, I am going to drive around Hollywood and freaking sightsee. That would be crazy. Celebrities. Oh, yeah. I was like, I was so ready to do it, but we were both so tired because she was up at one in the morning. I was up at three in the morning. Like we were just so both exhausted yeah. that we couldn't do anything. So like that is like the worst delay story I probably will have in my life. Hopefully, if yeah. not one of the worst i mean it was uh, on the phone as customers every can every flight out of minneapolis milwaukee chicago madison even detroit was just canceled because of the weather and then our plane that we were supposed to get on just was it was broken like you couldn't use it and i had a case of spotted cow in my suitcase that i was taking out to one of my coworkers in the east coast or on the west coast and I see, you know, it was in the frozen temperatures. I see my suitcase fall off of the plane. It, like, missed the thing. And I was like, this beer is all over my stuff in my plane. And then on top of it, I was sick. So when I got – so flying into Houston, my ear – it was my right ear or my left ear. I can't remember. It was both ears, actually. It was both of my ears completely plugged up to the point of, like, I was dizzy. And so from that moment forward, I had – my ears are plugged like the whole rest of the week and coming home, it was so bad. There was like liquid coming out of my ear. I mean, I had the worst Dude. ear infection of my entire life. Dude. And so then, yeah. It, so that on top of everything else, like I was kind of sick. I had this ear infection starting. It was disgusting and going from like pressure, different pressures. That was the worst. We fly into LA. We, me and my, I'm like so happy that I had one of my best friends with me because I was like, that would have been actually the worst experience of my life if she wasn't there with me to like hang out with. Right. And then we booked a hotel room in the northern part of LA. We decided to get Taco Bell at like two in the morning. Oh, that sounds so good. 
And the next morning we were just like, you know, she's a director at a company now. So like, she's got a lot more responsibility than I do. But I told her, I was like, we're taking our time in the morning, getting up there. Like we're sleeping in until eight o'clock in the morning. And then we had to drive for three hours through the Valley to get to where we needed to be. Like we were Mm -hmm. so behind, like a full day behind schedule. Yeah. Uh, It was like, it was somewhat the worst and somewhat the best because I was with one of my best friends, but I was also like, this is the worst travel <laughs> experience I've ever had. And Dude. it was the first time that I had to be like figuring it out by myself and not rely on my parents, mm-hmm. like my mom, mm-hmm. you know, it was like, oh. Yeah. Dude, it's funny you bring so. up the ear infection thing because that's actually one of mine too. Um when I was 18, I flew down to Cancun by myself to meet my best friend and her parents. Um, they were coming from West Virginia. And so it just made sense for us to meet down there. And so we had like a great week at like an all-inclusive resort. And it was just beautiful. And it's Cancun, of course, and just like beach days and whatnot. And on like the last full day we were there before we were supposed to head home my ears are really sensitive with water. And so I get ear infections really easily. And I had them like a ton Mm -hmm. when I was little, like they were supposed to put tubes in my ears, but my mom said no. And something happened and I got a horrible ear infection. It's like pain where I couldn't even walk. Like everything just hurt. It's the worst, actual worst. Yeah. And you can't do anything about it. And I even went to the doctor that was on the resort and I, you know, um they you know really couldn't do anything a we had a pretty big language barrier um and b they couldn't give me antibiotics or anything um so anyways I'm getting ready to go home and I'm also flying home alone from Cancun to Milwaukee okay Okay. and um my ears freak out in planes anyways or at least at that time of my life they did um like they would hurt when I would fly no matter what chewing gum or anything um Mm -hmm. and healthy and so I was like in the airport so fucking scared I'm like my ear is gonna explode I'm alone I have to go it's gonna be like five hours of pain and I remember again like I was just you know freshly 18 I had a window seat and the plane wasn't super full so luckily like nobody was sitting right next to me um and I remember just being so scared and I was just crying <laughs> in my seat. Oh no. Looking out the window because I was just like anticipating like the worst pain ever. And I remember this sweet flight attendant came over and I'm sure she probably thought I was like being trafficked or something, you know? And she comes over and she goes, honey, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I just have an ear infection and it hurts really bad. And I know this is going to be really bad. And she's like, oh, okay. And she's like, well, let me see what I can do. And she brought me like a hot compress and she brought me ice. She's like, I don't know which one of these you want. And she like would sneak me extra snacks. (laughs) Oh, I love that. I know. And like, yeah, the flight sucked and it hurt so bad. I thought my, I thought I was going to go deaf in that ear, like for sure. And it took me weeks to like recover from that. But yeah, she just like, she made it that little bit better. And I just like cried by myself like the whole way. Oh my gosh. Man, that was a way to kick off or to uh, close out Cancun for sure. So when you, when you were telling your story, there was like two things you said where I was like, oh, I totally have had, like I can tail off of this. Um, And the second one is flying in winter weather. 
And it is no joke. It's no Sometimes joke. you just want to close your eyes and pretend you don't exist. Right. Yeah, we... I was flying by myself to Hawaii, and um, I had a layover in Portland, and it was going to be an overnight layover. Um, like, I was getting into Portland at, like, 12 a.m., like, midnight, and uh, my next flight from Portland to Honolulu was at, like, 6 in the morning. So there was only like a five hour window there. And I was like, at this point I was in college and I'm like, I'm too fucking cheap to get a hotel for like two hours by the time I like leave the airport, get there and then have to leave again to go back through security. So I was like, I'm just going to sleep in the airport. And there's like a whole website that is dedicated to sleeping in airports. (laughs) Okay. And like ranks them and how well they are for that and portland is the best airport to sleep in in the united states i was gonna say (laughs) i've definitely seen people hammocking in the portland airport for sure it's got like a lot of good space for that and they're at the everybody's pretty chill apparently um but yeah so my flight wasn't leaving out of chicago until like 8 p.m um or i'm sorry out of milwaukee and was it Chicago? Damn, I don't know. One of these airports. But anyways, um, we had a huge, there was a snowstorm coming in. There was a snowstorm over like the Dakotas and there was an ice storm in Portland because that's like a thing, I guess. And Yikes. Okay. I'm sitting there watching the screen of all the outgoing flights turn red, like every single one. It totally was Chicago because it was a big screen. Every flight to the north um, west area canceled. Another minute later, a different one canceled. Every airline, freaking every flight canceled, canceled, except one. And I, I took a picture of it because the screen was all red except for one flight that was still on time. <laughs> and it was mine. And I was I like, can't believe that. That's I crazy. Believe it either. And I was flying Alaskan Air. <laughs> I'm sitting there and I'm like oh my god my flight's gonna get canceled you know I'm in Chicago by myself um mm-hmm. I'd gotten drop, dropped off so I didn't even have a car there um mm-hmm. and I'm like all right I might have to you know figure out like you said figure out this whole like rebooking situation and yeah. nope everything everything stays normal we board the plane at like 11 50 p.m and we're all sitting there and it was a, for a for a midnight flight to Portland it was like kind of a packed plane <laughs> we're sitting there and you can tell everybody's like a little uneasy because everybody knows what's going on and yeah everybody's also like a bit confused like why, <laughs> why is this still going? <laughs> yeah and the captain comes over the speakers while we're all just still getting settled we're not even like on the runway and he goes hi this is your captain whatever whatever um i'm sure you all are a little curious how we're still able to go out tonight and he's like well to make things short um i was a pilot in antarctica for three years and i've flown like i've i've flown in all this blah 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 and i'm one of the few pilots that's comfortable maneuvering this situation and while he's talking i'm like okay well good he has experience but also like scary that you're the only one that like is gonna do this (laughs) And then he wow. goes, well, he's like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. Uh, 
he basically was like, this flight is going to be horrible. <laughs> he's like, we're going to suspend. There will be no drink service because we're going to have bad turbulence for the entire flight from Chicago to Portland. And um, that's so like a four-hour flight. Like, yeah. that's not a short flight. <laughs> right. And to the point that it's going to be so bad that they're just indefinitely suspending drink and snacks. And so they, like, went around and gave out snacks before we took off. <laughs> And oh my god. I know. And then he's like, yep, so no drinks. You're not going to want them. He's like, you got a queasy stomach. You're going to want to hang on. And dude, we we took off. We barely missed the snowstorm here. We flew through that snowstorm in the plains. And it was just some of the worst turbulence. Actually, the worst turbulence I've ever experienced. It was like the movie turbulence where the upper head compartments like pop open and luggage falls. Oh my God. <laughs> and I oh. am sitting here with this woman next to me and we don't know each other except now we do because we're like we're gonna die together. So <laughs> <laughs> and we're going through and you know people like babies are crying well there was like a kid crying. There are women who are like somewhat screaming when like a drop would come out of nowhere people you have your hand firmly planted on the seat back in front of me and in the window and you have your feet like tucked under the seats and I was like this is it the masks are gonna come down and we're gonna die and this is it this is where I die (laughs) and I can't how we had this horrible landing and ice in Portland and that plane came to a stop and every single human being on that plane clapped their hands. And I was like, <laughs> it's so funny though, Erica, because like that flight was terrifying. And as soon as I got off that plane, I was like, oh my God, fuck this. This is horrible. Now I have to go sleep in an airport for six hours. <laughs> Honestly, after that flight, every, every flight I've been on since then, which is probably at least like 10, I get on a plane and I'm like, you know what? I'm not afraid to die on this anymore. <laughs> right. I have zero fear flying ever since that one. I'm like, if I could make it through that, that's fine. And if I die while traveling, that's not the worst way to die. I feel like that is one in a lifetime chance of that happening. Oh, like, my God. it really like, takes a very a brave and confident pilot to chance that and that was like a that is like, crazy like 180 lives on this plane and you're gonna do it like <laughs> you made it you made it and you lived to tell the tale i kind of wish the face mask would have dropped just so i could like see what that's like but not be dead you know yeah you're right <laughs> well right exactly <laughs> yeah same <laughs> Oh, but yeah, it is crazy. I've never had an experience with turbulence that was like that crazy. Um, I just have had, have you ever lost your luggage? Yes, but not as bad as the story I know you're about to tell. (laughs) Okay. I lost my luggage one time and it was super stupid. But then again, I'm like, I look at, so like just the story that I shared before, I'm like, I look at it as being a really awesome day where I literally hung out with my friend for 24 hours straight uh-huh. and like the worst travel day of my life. And this is one of those things. This is another one of those stories where like I lost my luggage for six days 
and I and my it was in the same it was with my same friend. Maybe she's a bad influence on I my travel. Say, there's a on my denominator <laughs> here. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I love you. I'm just kidding too. <laughs> um, but I, I I traveled out to Montana. And my friend and her cousins picked me up and we drove up into British Columbia, which is like the, um, it, really close to the border of Alberta and British Columbia, which is where a lot of those big iconic national Canadian national parks are that have like Moraine Lake, Lake Louise, Pato Lake, the whole ice glacier deal. Um, a lot of national parks and like the Canadian Rockies and a lot of really beautiful, so you know, a lot of really beautiful scenes and hiking and cool things. So she invited me to go along on this trip. I'm so glad I did. It was so awesome. But I flew, so they were already in Montana for a week before they picked me up at the at the airport and then drove, we drove north. Oh, okay. um, <clears throat> so I traveled from Milwaukee. This is why I will never, ever, ever have a layover in Chicago ever again in my life. Okay. Because when you travel from like Madison and Milwaukee through Chicago to another place, the chances of you losing your luggage are so much higher. Mm -hmm. If I have to, if I have to do a layover in Chicago, I will always just go to Chicago and leave natively from there. I don't know why I don't lose my luggage that way, but like, like, man, it's, it's so true. Like if you're using Chicago as a layover, you're fucked. But if you just are flying you're totally out fucked. of there, you're good. Yeah. So this is that story where I'm like, okay, I'm never flying through Chicago as a layover ever again in my life. I will always decide something probably a little bit more inconvenient, like maybe an Atlanta layover if I needed to go somewhere. You know what I mean? So I fly to Kalispell, Montana, super small airport. And I'm, I checked a bag because I had all this gear that I was going to use to hike with like a good water bottle a good backpack good boots good clothes like all that stuff so we plan on hiking mm-hmm. a lot so i checked the bag so i get there there's like four like maybe eight gates in this whole airport one terminal uh-huh. one luggage two luggage carousels <laughs> so the luggage starts coming off of the airplane and the thing is going, going around and around and around. All of a sudden it stops and I don't see my luggage. And I'm like, well, this is the first time I'm ever going to have to deal with this. So I might as well figure it out. So I go to the luggage service desk and there's nobody there. It's such a small airport that they don't have somebody of sitting course. there at all time. It, yeah, yeah. It's like a, a couple hours here, a couple hours there. Well, these other people ahead of me were taking so much time throwing a bitch fit about the wheel falling off of their luggage. And I'm like, look, lady, move. I don't even have my luggage here. So I was starting to get, I was starting to get a little bit irritable, but I held it together because I know that in situations like that, being really frustrated and pushy doesn't let them, doesn't, doesn't really encourage the people to help you anymore. Like, you know what I mean? Like any service So industry. at this, yeah, yeah. So at this point, I'm like, well, it's out of my hands. It's out of your hands. We got to locate the luggage and we have to figure out how to get it here, you know, within a small amount of time because all my gear is in there. And um, 
the lady at that desk was really awesome. She looked at me and she goes, and your luggage isn't here. And I was like, it's not here. <laughs> like, I know, yeah, that's I know why my I'm luggage here. is here. <laughs> it's not here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, she was like, so this is a pro tip. Pro tip, everybody. When they tell you to keep that luggage tag, when you check a bag, do not <laughs> misplace that. Treat that as if it was your social security card. Because if you lose your luggage, you're screwed. That is how they locate your luggage. Um, And keep that because if you do lose your luggage and you need to buy uh, like clothes to supplement while you're missing your luggage, you have to provide all this documentation so that they reimburse your receipts. And I didn't keep all, I did not keep my luggage tag after the fact and I did not get (gasps) reimbursed for any of the clothes I had to buy. No. Yeah. So this lady at the desk, she's like, okay, you, your bag is in Chicago. So fuck you, Chicago, essentially. This is why I won't ever fly through Chicago. Um, and so, so basically at this point, Jen and her cousins are like, where are you? We've been waiting out here for a half hour already. Like, let's go. We want to get up to Canada. And I was like, I get it, but my stuff isn't here. And so they, the airline gave me this little like travel pack that was complete ass and the water it like they <laughs> stuffed a water bottle full of stuff and the water bottle like leaked immediately type of thing oh my god and so i had lost my so my luggage is gone it's in it's in chicago and me and the lady at the desk did they tell you like made, how long it would take or basically it said that so she so we made a plan that we wanted to get the bag from Chicago to Denver, Denver to Kalispell, and then somebody from Kalispell would drive it up. Okay. Okay. So it would be delivered to where I was staying. And so we made this plan together. Right. And I was like, cool. Sounds great. She said, it'll be there by tomorrow, by tomorrow morning. Those are the next flights, the next flight pattern, not there by the morning. And I'm tracking my thing on the online all the time. And it's like, it's with this, with this airline, it was like, you know, you punch in all these numbers and you call this number and it's an automated system. And I was like, fuck that. I'm point, I'm pressing zero so I can talk to an operator. And they're like, <laughs> okay, we get it. You want to talk to an operator. So by the next morning and my bag wasn't there, I did go and stop and like get some underwear and some pants and some socks. Yeah. A, um, shopo, but yeah, it like wasn't a lot. I, I definitely had to do laundry every day. And so pretty much I I got there on a Saturday. I did not get my luggage my luggage until the next Wednesday night. So Jesus Christ. <laughs> we left on Friday. So or Saturday, I can't remember. So like the majority of the trip I did not have my stuff. And this is like everything. Underwear, bra, another pro tip, put all your underwear in your carry-on. Underwear, or bras, at least a couple pairs. I was literally going to say that. Yeah. Because everything well, clean underwear that. makes everything better. You can rewear shirts and pants, but like clean underwear is like necessary. Put a couple pairs of underwear, a couple pairs of socks in there. Trust me. Yes. And then like all like all of my shoes, like I was wearing freaking Converse, and like that was my my pair of shoes that I had, and I was supposed to hike. Oh my god. You know, it was just like <laughs> all of my clothes, my makeup, my everything was in my suitcase, and so. 
I got as much. So the good thing, me and my friend wear the, the same size shoes and the same size clothes. And so she let me borrow one of her sweatshirts and her pair and her extra pair of shoes. So she just wore her hiking boots over and I wore her tennis shoes. And I was like, oh my God, godsend. Um, but yeah, for real. I just like went and I like held on for, for dear life until the next one, like the Wednesday morning, I went and like got a jacket and some nice stuff. And it's like all designer North face because in that part of Canada, that's like all they sell to all these hiking people. And I'm like, screw you. But you know what? The, the airline's going to reimburse me, whatever. So yeah, I mean like every day I was trying to get in touch with somebody in the luggage department of this airline and they I and nobody you, like, was, tweeting at them. Yes. And so, and, and I could not, I mean, when you talk to these customer service people, it's not the same person anytime. I mean, there's so many people right. working on these customer service teams. So you have to explain yourself all over again. My, my international phone plan. Oh my God, it was crazy. I mean, and it wasn't an international phone plan with Canada, but like I could not get service where I was at. So I had to get, be connected to Wi-Fi, And so my phone kept, cutting off because oh the Wi-Fi God. wasn't very strong. And then somebody would call me back when I'm like in the middle of nowhere. So no service. So super, it was just like so frustrating to try to get my stuff. And I, I yeah. literally, I, I was starting to, that's when I started to get, lose my cool. I was like, it is four days past. My freaking bag did not go the route that I planned. It went from Denver to Calgary and it's sitting there in Calgary, Alberta, and nobody is picking up. <laughs> nobody is getting oh me my, my shit. And so I tweeted at this airline and I was like, why is it so hard for me to get my stuff? Yeah. And I was, I was, that's, that's, that's the part of like when you lose your stuff or you're not getting a response from customer service, then you can start being pushy. Right. Like, right. You have to stand your ground. Right. And, yep. and so I finally tweeted at them and then I had my bag by the next day. And then I literally, <laughs> as soon as I got my stuff, I literally changed my outfit like three times in the span of five hours. Everybody was like, Erica, oh, you get it. You have your stuff now. Stop changing. <laughs> that is funny. But yeah, um, it was, a, and I, I, I was texting my mom and I was like, mom, what do I do? And she goes, figure it out. And I'm like, okay, I miss no help Thanks, whatsoever. Mom. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I, I learned a lot of, through that situation on what to do and how to deal with it. Honestly, that's why I keep Twitter on my phone, which is as sad as that is. But like, sometimes that's the only option. I tried yeah. literally everything else before reverting to Twitter and being one of those people, because I hate when people complain on social media all the time, but it's like, yep. sometimes that's the way to get there. Right. <sighs> no, I feel that. I feel that man. But seriously though, the underwear <laughs> trick, I lost my I lost my bag for like two days. It was only two days. Um when I was going to Africa. <laughs> and so and I didn't have anything. Yeah. And so imagine imagine being on a twenty-two hour twenty-two hours of plane rides in twenty-seven hours total. And then oh, not yeah. having any clean clothes to change out of. Like it was nasty, but luckily I, I think it's funny that I got my bag in two days from fucking Africa and it took <laughs> Canada like five days for you. <laughs> Dude. I know. It was wild. It, I mean, but, it was yeah. like, yeah. It, Put the undies there's in the always something about travel. Undies in the yeah. carry-on. This is what you need. Undies, socks, and mascara. 
because that stuff is expensive. You can go, you can, you can live on the same pants and shirt and bra if you're a girl, like, for a while. But, uh-huh. and put, put a travel size, like, perfume or something in there so you can just spritz it every morning. Yeah, true. But, <laughs> yeah, I learned that the hard way. Some of the stuff you just yeah. got to learn by doing it the wrong way first. <laughs> So true, and that's so true with travel, like, man. And, like, then you feel like you're a good traveler, and then something happens. (laughs) And you're like, oh, I thought I really experienced everything, and I didn't. Nope. So, here we go. And then you learn, and then you're like, now I know everything. And then something else happens, and you're like, nope. (laughs) No, I don't. Nope. And then, all of a sudden, you decide it would be a good idea to, like, travel with a kid. And then that's a whole other ball wax. I'm just assuming. I don't even want to think about that, to be honest. <laughs> I give mad props to those. Like, people get so mad when, like, infants are crying on airplanes. And I'm just like, I feel for those moms and dads, dude. Like, they know. Yeah. They know people hate them. But, like. Yeah. Uh, when I was there. coming home from, I was coming home from Germany in the fall last year and there was a mom on the plane with an infant and and this mom was just exhausted and somebody that was sitting next to her in the same aisle they didn't know each other but it was one of those cute like instagram moments that like goes viral type of thing this woman she just took the baby and rocked the baby and got her to sleep so that the mom could rest and she was walking with the baby up and down the aisle and i was like i'm gonna cry anyway that's cute (laughs) but that is really cute. Yeah, no, I mean, like, ugh. But for real, if that didn't um, get you to be like, oh, traveling right now, or that I can't travel right now isn't the worst thing, <laughs> hope we help nick that bug for you a little bit. <laughs> it just helps me stay grounded, literally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, literally. I th- and and one, one of my, like, hard horror stories happened so recently that it makes me realize that when I was going through that situation, I was like, I don't want to travel for a while. And, you know, thinking about it, I'm like, yeah, I'm not really ready to like go deal with all that again. So I I guess it is nice to just remember. I really do. I'm I'm trying really hard to just like keep my cool. Cause like, I really want to travel. I love traveling. I love what I do. And I love that I can travel for work and my work travel isn't like the worst in the world. You know, I get to cool, do mm-hmm. cool stuff. I'm like, mm-hmm. I want to go see places and see people. And so remind, reminding myself of all these moments that, like, I don't have to deal with right now. It, You know, it is helping me make it through. So, yeah, exactly. All right. Well, if you don't already, make sure you are following us on Instagram so you don't miss a beat during these uncertain times. <laughs> and I'm here certain. we go. With the third one that means we're six weeks in court but who's counting oh my god who is counting i am counting (laughs) i'm counting every second but we love you guys thanks for following along hope this could be a bright spot in your day for sure and a good laugh if you need to talk to anybody our dms are always open we love you and we'll see you in a couple of weeks love you bye